Hello, welcome, welcome back. Uh, this is the tenth. We've made it to ten episodes hard of the Great Iron Zeros podcast. It is hard to believe. It'll be a hundred before you know it. It will be. We'll get to a thousand before you know it. Well, let's start. Let's start with a hundred. But ten is <laughs> pretty good. I, I think we've been getting a little bit more in the groove of it as we've as we've gone here. Hopefully, I think so. I think so too. So uh, it is uh, Monday, May twenty fourth. Uh, we got a pretty. You know, surprisingly exciting episode. I feel like this is really a downtime of the year for the NFL, but there's some juicy stuff going on out there. This is the part of the year where we really got to get the creativity flowing and like uh, come up with some fun ideas and have the drafts over, free agency to the, you know, the main bulk of it's kind of done. But there's still a couple saucy stories out there and we'll be sure to cover those too. Yeah. So uh, we're going to start out talking Julio Jones, Aaron Rodgers, obviously huge, uh, huge stories coming out of those two uh, players. And then uh, the resurrection of Tebow mania. Yeah. It's rampant right now. It is. It's running wild. Uh, And then what are we going to get into? Uh, Well, we got a really interesting uh, weekly topical segment here. Uh, Lucas and I are going to, are going to, kind of throw some hypotheticals out there as to which NFL head coaches we believe we could take on in a fight. Yeah. Uh, and then to round out the show, we're going to touch on the Lions uh, OTAs and how those are going and uh, talk a little bit about Penny Sewell and his uh, new contract. Very exciting. All right, let's get into it. All right, so getting into it, uh, when did this news drop? Was this today? Uh, just in general, Julio being traded? like uh, No, or... I guess like him acknowledging it. I feel like he yeah, hasn't that, acknowledged it yet. The quote that he said, I'm, I'm out, out of there, yeah. that, that's his quote. That dropped today. Okay. All right, so yeah, Julio Jones comes out, tells Shannon Sharp that he uh, – he does not plan on playing for the Atlanta Falcons anymore. There were rumors about him being traded. Um, nothing nothing really concrete. Uh, probably since like, the draft, right? Yeah, there, there was stuff floating around uh, for a couple of weeks leading up. And uh, I mean, I, I bet that they were kind of testing the waters because with the draft, you know, everyone's targeting wide receivers and stuff. So maybe they just wanted to pull like a Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins kind of maneuver and try and move him before the draft and yeah. uh, ended up not materializing. Obviously he's, he's currently on the Falcons roster still. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you think this is the like end of an era here where like players are going to rarely finish with their team that, that they've been on their whole career? Like it seems like this season, especially this off season, especially so many moves of just like, you know, franchise players, Matthew Stafford, Julio Jones, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, J.J. Watt, like a lot of these guys, like you think are just homegrown legends that are going to retire with their ri- original team. Seems like this time's kind of coming to an end. I feel like that's a, uh, and I'm probably using this word incorrectly, but I feel like that's a fallacy. Uh, I don't think like that player has really existed in the, like the past like 20, 30 years. I, yeah, I, I, so mean, I mean, like you really can't even like find Brett Favre and stuff. Brett you know, Favre, went, pl- Brett Favre played for like three teams, didn't he? Yeah, he played. He played for a couple. He yeah, yeah. Atlanta, Green Bay, Jets, Vikings. Think about Peyton Manning, right? Got won a Super Bowl with a different team, right? 
Yeah, no, I, I really don't think that that player exists anymore. It just feels like right now we're seeing a lot of stars move. And yeah. it's like kind of, I don't know, it's kind of jarring a it's, little bit. I feel like it's it's extremely tough nowadays when you have a player on a shitty team. Because like that, that right there, it feels like there's absolutely no shot that that person's going to stay with you for their entire career. They can only take so much of losing. So the Falcons are, I don't think it's like a situation where like the relationship is broken down or he's unsatisfied being in Atlanta. I He's so expensive and they're, they can't even sign their draft class. Yeah. They, their yeah. cap situation that, is that abysmal. is the like i feel like that's That's 100% reason why that they're doing this it's the main reason i think that he's he's being shopped i don't think i don't think this thing is corroded like an aaron Rodgers situation you know right uh i'm sorry i have to throw this out there just because i i thought about it and i i think that this is one player that actually did play for one team their entire career brian urlacher okay i feel like that might be the the one maybe yeah maybe i'm keekly too actually Maybe I'm just yeah misremembering here. I just feel like there's been a lot of players. I mean, even Tom Brady. Tom Brady's Tom Brady, not even yeah. on the Patriots no. anymore. So it's it's interesting. In in your mind here, uh, I know there are a couple of rumors of teams that are interested in Julio's services at this point, and I think the Packers have been linked to him pretty heavily, especially in the midst of all this Rodgers controversy, which the saga continues. We'll get into that in a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, but in your mind, which teams make the most sense for Julio to be traded to keeping in mind his contract, his age and the fact that he's also just still a superstar. He's still a top five wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah. uh, I'll throw out one team that I feel like it would actually be like really surprising, but he wants to go play for a winner, but so it's not going to happen. Why, why doesn't Detroit go out and get him? Uh, because we're going to win four I know, games this year. But, like, you think about our offense. Our cap is good. Our cap is good. We have, I think we have the third most cap space in the NFL. And if there's NFL. one position that we could use, and then it would be a pretty well-rounded offense, it's wide receiver. And we have draft picks. So, okay, just I'll entertain this for a second. Let's say that it, that it could happen, okay, that they acquire him somehow. Mm-hmm. Does that change the win total in your mind, though? No, probably not. And you know what? Now I'm thinking about it. I mean, how many years on his contract does he have left? I I know he wanted like a restructure. I I don't know what, like if it was a financial reason or just like he wanted right. more time. But like he's on a deal for at least this year, next year, if not further. Yeah, it doesn't make. I mean, I, like it wouldn't make any sense. No, I agree with you. Stupid idea, but it would have been interesting. <laughs> no, right? I mean, I'd love to see it. I mean, yeah, be, it would be interesting. Because I, I mean, like at that point, you you look at it, you're like, all right, well, the offense is set. Maybe maybe another wide receiver, but for the most part, the offense is set. They got playmakers everywhere. That takes their their offense from a below average offense to, to like an average, average possibly above average. If any of these receivers that they have in addition to him something. pan out, yeah, then yeah. Yeah. In my mind, here's the destination I think would be in my mind. Yeah, the best. Right on me. And it, it got me so juiced that I literally started a Madden franchise and made this trade. Bill's just Mafia. Bill's Mafia. That would be sick. Uh, him, yeah, him and Stefan Diggs would be a filthy wide receiver combo to that try would and be, shut down. Yeah, that would Cole be Beasley really in the slot. Yeah. Uh, they they let go of John Brown, Smokey Brown, uh, mm-hmm. this offseason. He's gone. I don't remember which team he went to. He did resign with somebody. Though, uh, yeah, I can't remember either. 
That's funny. Anyways, but yeah, no, I think that that would be the kind of move. Like the Bills are in this spot right now where it's like they are a no doubt a contender. Mm -hmm. This is the kind of move that puts them over the top, and that will make them actually be like a like a legit threat to every other team. Yeah, this would be perfect for Josh Allen. He loves to air it out. He's a freak athlete still. Yeah, in my mind, that's my favorite spot. Um, I, I would agree, and I don't feel like I've heard it talked about it a ton. I don't know what the Bills' cap situation is, so maybe they can't even swing it. But I'd love to see that. Um, couple more just came to my mind. Uh, oh, one, Patriots, Patriots, Patriots would be interesting. That would give Mac Jones or Cam Newton a lot of weapons, uh, considering that they got Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. Um, L.A. Chargers. Interesting. I him because it would be him and Keenan Allen would be the the one two threat, yeah. presumably. And then I know they have Mike Williams, but I feel like he's he's, he's hella constantly injured. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think that would be lethal. Lethal tandem for uh for Herbert. I don't think it was name mm-hmm. for a second. One more, I'll throw out there. This uh, I don't think this would happen because of financial reasons purely, but I know that they like to make a splash in the trade market every now and then. What about Seattle? Oh, that would be interesting. Because I know they re-signed uh, – they have DK Metcalf. Obviously oh, beast. God, that would be a monstrous they, wide receiver core. They re-signed Tyler Lockett, yeah. I think, to a four-year contract this offseason. Oh, that would be disgusting. And throwing Julio on top. Yeah, but Russ is on his back within 0.2 seconds. So Well, and he's going to be regardless. Zero running game. So, they, I mean, the least they can do is just give him another weapon to, to work with, let him cook. Tell you what, use what you were going to trade for Julio, trade for Tyrell Crosby. There you go. Yeah, definitely more valuable than the Hall of Fame. Yes, wide receiver. absolutely. Uh, one more team that I want to throw out there, and I feel like this team would actually do it, even though it might not exactly make sense, Chicago. Hmm. Great wide receiver tandem, Allen Robinson, Julio Jones. You get them for uh, Justin Fields. Well, here's, here's the thing. Ryan about- Pace and Matt Nagy are all in. Here's the thing. If if they were to do that, like obviously he'd be a welcome addition to that team. Yeah. But like the problem is presumably he's going to cost a, a good yeah. amount to get. And I know no, they're, tr- right. they're trying to get rid of him at this point. Yeah. It sounds like so maybe it won't cost as much as we think. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins only cost a second round pick. Yeah. No, so that's true. Who knows? But like they already traded assets to go get Justin Fields. I don't know what their cap situation is. If the, are they, they didn't gonna- trade that much though to go get him, right? I think they traded next year's first uh, to move that up. That could be, yeah. They swapped first this year and then traded their uh, first for next year. Yeah. The cupboard's going to be pretty bare with assets for them to work with if they decide that they want to go get that. That's exactly why. I think like Ryan Pace is like, either I'm getting fired and burning this bitch to the ground or we're going to go out and have a winning season. Bears are uh, Bears are desperate enough. Yeah, put it that that's way. what I'm saying. I think that could work. All right, I swear it's my last team I'm going to throw out. Okay. Move on here. Uh, one more would be the Baltimore Ravens. Um, oh, very possible. Because uh, they have Hollywood Brown. Didn't sign a single wide receiver in free agency. They have sucked kind of a drafting besides Hollywood yeah. Brown. Uh, yeah, Mark Andrews is good. Yeah. Running back situation is kind of – we'll see. Uh, yeah, who knows? Dobbins kind of sucked last year. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think that Lamar is not one of those quarterbacks where it's just like you want to surround him with, with more and they didn't really do enough and – the price is right uh they they make sense to me yeah no i totally agree all right let's talk aaron Rodgers. uh 
stories coming out that he's not showing up to OTAs, uh, organized team activities, for those of you who don't know what that stands for. Um, these, I believe, are voluntary. Vol- voluntarily? Voluntary. Voluntary. Um, so it's not a huge, huge surprise to anybody. Uh, he also didn't show up. They're putting like these off seasons in like phases. It's like a Marvel Cinematic Universe now. <laughs> so he didn't show up to Phase 1, which I believe was over Zoom. And then he didn't show up to Phase 2, which uh, was in person. Hey, man, the Guardians of the Galaxy didn't show up till Phase 2. So That's true, too. Yeah. Uh, and now he's not showing up to Phase 3. Uh, and I think Phase 4 starts in like a couple weeks. Um, but just to give everybody a little bit of background on, on why this is being reported, it's it, he has participated in these in previous years, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of a red flag. Uh, at the same time, there have been stars to not show up to this. Right. Because, you know, like they're doing their own thing. Like they're saying, okay, we're going to be ready by the time, you know, training camp starts. We're going to do, you know, I'm going to focus on me, you know, to a certain point. And, you know, um, I remember Tom Brady, Tom Brady missed OTAs a couple years ago and people were making a huge thing about it. And he was like, I just wanted to stay at home with my family. I'm gone, you know, so long and I'm gone for, you know, months on end and maybe not like physically, but like mentally, you know, like he's, he's in season mode. So here's where I'm at on this uh, story. Well, first off, I I hate this storyline of, of players not showing up to OTAs because like you're saying, if it's a veteran guy who's been there for 15 years yeah, and they they can just walk out and play and they're fine, who cares? Mm-hmm. They don't need to be there. It's voluntary. So they don't have to be there. Uh, the only reason this one is more notable in my mind is because obviously all the drama going on with yeah. him. But at this point with this story, I'm all, like right now I'm just in total, like who gives a shit mode because yeah, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Uh, he seems like he's cooled down on all the, I don't know, get me out of here talks. I, I mean, I don't know. It they, just seems like the, smoke. The story is cooled down. Who knows what he, I, if he's cooled down. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't care anymore. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. Like he's going to be back. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it now. Oh, we've, man. We've, been, we've been dancing around it. Like Willie Woney. He's going to be back folks. I'm calling it right now. It's going to be fine. Interesting. Uh, yes, dude. I, I don't, I but he is still pissed. Don't know. He, he is pissed, which is why he's doing this yeah. because to your point, he does show up for these things, but he is angry. Yeah. So he's not coming back. They've also signed up a, a bevy of quarterbacks in the last like Yeah, what, we kind of touched weeks. on it. Yeah. Last uh, week. Blake Bortles and some other chump. Right. We have yeah, we're saying it's because they're getting ready to move Jordan, yeah. Jordan Love. So yeah. Oh yeah, that's, no, that, that's true. That that's is the right. Great Iron yeah. Zero's uh theory on this whole debacle of resigning or signing. We, not pe- we did post that, yeah. No. God, that is such a that is such a true idea right there. That theory has some legs. We've to it. seen it happen before with Jimmy. One hundred percent. Yes. Um, but when he comes back, it'll be fine. He'll just be a little salty. He'll get a new deal. Everything will be worked out. I, I'm like watch him get traded tomorrow. But I'm leaning like sixty forty currently on that he's not coming back. Sixty that he's not. Sixty percent that he's not. Uh, it, just the way that this thing is rolling right now, I just I don't see it happening. Okay, but like think about when a couple of months ago when Deshaun Watson said that he wants out of Houston. I know it's kind of been buried. I, that's what I was going to say. It's been railroaded by but, this whole ordeal. But when he when he said that he wanted out, he definitively said, "I want out. I'm done with this." Like he, it took a while to get there. Like because it it 
was just a bunch of bubbling behind the scenes stuff. Then it finally got to the point where he pretty much said he wants to leave. Aaron has not done that. Uh, true. He has not said directly that he's unhappy. He wants to leave. He's just had yeah, all these there's, vague there's been comments no of like oh, direct report. There's been no direct report. Aaron Rodgers told me, like, yeah, I'm Adam Schefter. Aaron Rodgers told me to my face that he wants out. You know, like how Julio did today. And and also, there's a whole other tangent of the story where apparently Adam Shefty didn't even have a source yeah. and he just like was he just made the whole thing up. right so and who knows if that's even true I, it's yeah. the whole thing is like this is the frustrating part of the story is that at least with the Deshaun Watson story we understand he wants out because he pretty much said he wants out Aaron Rodgers keeps making these like like quotes about like will I won't I am I going to be here next season who knows what the future holds okay. blah 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 you know, I'm going to go host Jeopardy. I love Jeopardy. Like, all this shit. I'm just so sick of it. Might as well call him the Riddler. I'm just, I mean, I'm sick of it. This guy just speaks in riddles. He's like, eh, well, you know, I sure wish we would have passed on fourth down. Yeah, it's just passive aggressive yeah. crap like that. It's just like, it's, it's, it's not really a riddle. It's, <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's too much of a pain in the neck to like decode all of his messages at this point. So I'm just I'm over it. <laughs> I just I think he's going to be there. I think it's a bunch of yeah. waste of time just doing all this. He's. I will agree there. that I feel like at this point it is a waste of time just to keep reporting on this. Yeah, let's let's just let's just say right now on the show we're not going to report on this until there's a move or if if there is one. Well, I mean, uh, with with the off season coming up, I feel like this is going to be one of the juiciest stories to come out of the. Off-season. He could just say something tomorrow, like exactly. some passive aggressive. Like, and yeah, then like, we're like, we're going to talk talking about, about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll edit that part. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, move on for, from this for yeah, now. Yeah, at least. Yeah. yeah. Rounding out the week. Um, I had no idea until we sat down and started talking about what we wanted to go over in this podcast. You're telling me that Tim Tebow, who just signed as a tight end with the Jacksonville Jaguars, hasn't played since like what? 2013, 2014. Yep. Probably somewhere around there. Eight years was the amount of time. Eight years. Uh, and he is currently the number one selling jersey on NFL.com. Yeah. Uh, Yahoo Sports uh, reports that Tim Tebow Apparel is the number one seller in all major NFL shop categories one day after signing his contract. I mean, that is ludicrous. He's selling more than Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Well, I mean. The number one. I don't. Pick. Is it literally every single person who lives christianity like just lives and breathes it well just going out there and buying his jersey see him signing in jacksonville specifically though with urban meyer is kind of like a perfect storm oh, because is. i he totally was, forgot that they were together because Florida. well that's the whole reason he has gotten a shot is yeah. because him and urban are good friends and he coached him and when he was with the gators right and you know i know we were younger when he was in florida but like he was a national sensation in Florida. He, he's probably one of the only players to ever win two Heismans. And uh, yeah, he was as a college player. He was he like was an like, absolute. He was a god. Right? You know, like he was the most talked about college football player. Probably and still like he's probably still he's still brought about, up quite a yeah, bit, like and, all the time. And of course, like his you know his faith based like it's like it's like controversial. Following. But like not controversial, you know, like it's just something that people need to talk about. I th- well, I think a lot of fans like of him, of his image or whatever, like that's a big point for them. Like they, they, yeah, like that's oh, a big yeah, selling absolutely. point for him that they like 
he's he's his faith is everything. So people like love that. I about feel him. like he was like the poster child for exactly. the you know um, the college athlete that needs you to know that everything is possible through the power of God. Right, right. And uh, so just just to have all of that now in the NFL again after eight years, which is weird, but it's yeah. also in Florida again. Oh, so tr- oh my God! So how do I like this? Is all this shit is just going right over my head? So like, it, it's not surprising me that that people are eating it up. Like I literally saw a clip uh, of of him like when he was at practice the first day, and I think Colin Coward made the point that he's like, yeah, the local news station watermarked the footage. Like, <laughs> like they they don't because they know that it's really exclusive. Oh and ESPN's yeah, ESPN's gonna use it and stuff, and like. They don't do that with anything. Yeah. But they'll do it for Tim Tebow in a practice jersey. Absolutely. So it's uh That it's, is so funny. It's an insane story. It's uh I that I mean like that explains it right then and there. I guarantee you every single one of the Florida Gator football fans went out and bought that jersey. That's, yeah, 100%. 100%. This this is such a crazy storyline that it really belongs in 2020, not in 2020. Yeah, you know what? This is the uh we, we need to put hangover. this one back. <laughs> put this one back in 2020. So I guess the only question, I mean, I'm sure this is like Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure we're going to be talking about this a couple times. And oh, shows coming up absolutely. Here. But uh, just gut feeling here. He's never played a professional snap of tight end in the NFL. Uh, I think he played in high school. I think that's his only tight end experience. Well, I mean, how is he playing in high school if he's snapping he's, the ball? He switched to quarterback. I'm, I'm oh, sure. okay. Interesting. So I didn't know that. He literally has none. No experience. Is he going to make the day one roster just because he's a good for the locker room guy, good for Urban Meyer mm. culture guy, and also is pumping up those jersey sales and like making the Jaguars like something to talk about right now? Yeah, I think so. I think he does because everyone's already saying he's a big distraction and it's a problem. Like not inside the locker room, but all the all the people talking about this subject are just like on the side of the fence. He's a distraction. It's it might be a problem. And I kind of I kind I can see it. I can see it. I mean, he's not going to uh, be a good tight end. I don't think. I mean, you know what? I'm thinking. I feel like Urban's going to draw some some wacky stuff up for him. Kind of like some Edelman throwing the ball yeah, stuff, like like okay. just some wacky stuff. You know how like well, he wasn't a very good quarterback either no, in the NFL. But like I'm saying, like you know, um, did the Chiefs uh, basically come up with the that play where it's the option where Mahomes snaps it? He looks to see if he wants to hand the ball off. If he doesn't want to hand the ball off, Kelsey is coming off the end, and he just flicks it inside of Kelsey, and Kelsey goes in off like two yards into the end zone. I don't know if they came. I know the player talking about. Yeah. I don't know if they came up with they it. Run it they, they run, run it. They run it like eight times a year now, and like Chicago does it now too. I think we well, did it. Well, Nagy's from the Andy Reid coaching. Field, oh yeah, so true. Makes some sense. Um. So yeah, no, I, I like that kind of stuff. I I one hundred percent see Tebow. Just running those play plays. stuff, yeah. One hundred percent, we'll be talking about him in preseason. Oh no, doubt. he will. He will be easily up there with Trevor Lawrence storylines, Zach Wilson storylines, Kyle Pitt storylines. He will be up there one hundred percent. I'm rolling my eyes as he's saying this. Yeah, <laughs> well, I it's one hundred percent fact. All right. Well, speaking of of weird uh, weird topics here, let's go transition. Do you want to start our... talking about coaches we could beat the shit out of? Let's do it.
Okay. Um, again, I feel like we got to throw this disclaimer out there. Al and I uh, have never been in a fight. Well, I don't know. Have you ever been in a fight? I got in like a shoving fight. You got into a in, scuffle. I got into a scuffle. Okay. In, got into like a middle scuffle. School, but yeah. I don't think I've ever actually gotten into a scuffle. I, I guess Judd and I, my brother, we've we've gotten into some altercations and punched each other a couple times. So that would be oh, the closest. Have you ever been. punched him in the face? Yeah, we punched each other in the face. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's one of those things where I punched him in the face, and then he was so stunned, and he just punched me back like two times harder in the face. <laughs> okay. As, as All right. Judd so you, you've been in a couple altercations where you have thrown punches uh yeah, but 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 again, nothing like a full out yeah, like just like, beat the shit out of somebody. Fight. Yeah. Like never like that though. Yeah, so I, I've obviously never been in one of those. Um, this is all straight jokes. Like I don't think we could actually take any one of these coaches. Well, I mean, the whole segment's null and void. Then I mean, well, no, it's got to make know, an argument still here. Fun. I got. I mean, we'll make an argument, but like in reality, look. All right, my my list here. Okay, you feel you could actually take them. Well, I'm just gonna throw this out there, okay? Okay. I'm 26. Who, yeah. I'm 26 yeah. years old. Okay. I'm not in horrible shape. We're we're, we're kind of taking the same route here. And I got two coaches on here that are in their, uh, you know, they're past 60. Yeah. So like, all right, lay your lay your first one on me. All right. Let's well, see if we can actually like convince. First one I'm gonna go with here is uh is is B A Bruce Arians. Um, and you know he uh, so he's an older guy, obviously. So that kind of you know, point to me. Right. I feel like I'm, he's a, a larger guy too. Yeah. He's you know, and I know that he's kind of a he's kind of a loose cannon. No, he's been he's, known to have some cocktails. He's, he's borderline uh, alcoholic, right? So you know, these are all things that I feel like aid you are going I in my like, favor here. Like I feel like I just knock him over once, and then it'd be really tough for him to get could, back up, kind of thing. Could be. Yeah, I just have to get that. You drink one. a lot too, though, so right. we kind of cross that point off. Right? Oh, so so they cancel each other out. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. You still got him up in the age, and I don't know, dude. He's probably not in that bad of shape. He, but he doesn't like. Okay, like there's a like. Okay, Frank Reich. Yeah, that, that guy guy's screams dad energy. Yeah. Like, like he he's got dad strength. He could just probably beat the shit out of both of us, no doubt. Bruce Arians is like. He seems like that part of his life is kind of behind him, and he's kind oh, of an he, old man he's energy lost. now. Yeah, he's lost the dad strength. I really feel like – I don't feel like it would be a long fight at all. I'll have longevity over him too. I mean, yeah. I could last longer, I'm pretty sure. You know he used to drink paint as a child? I think you made that up. No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, what's your source on that? Part of my take via him. You know, you're, he, you're he uh, he's lactose intolerant, and so when he was a child, he would um, – He'd be like, I, I want to drink milk because his parents would give milk to his brothers and they would be like, drink that. Your bones will go strong. You know, you, milk, you know, builds calcium and, and stuff like that. And he's like, well, I want to drink it too. And then one day he saw white paint sitting on the counter Oh. and he was like, oh, there's the substitute. Chug, chug, chug. And I think he had to get his stomach pumped. All right. So that gives me two other bits of ammunition here. Yeah. That's really stupid. Well, I mean, uh, I feel like point him. He's absolutely crazy. <laughs> and the this, guy's a lunatic. Uh, and the uh, he was a child when he did that, but that kind of like tendency where he's like, "I'll do anything to be strong." Yeah, yeah, he has one over me. Yeah. So I, mm. I, I mean, I had another point, but I kind of just got lost. I don't know what it was. 
All right, let me let me uh, let me tell you my first one. All right, okay. Um, I think I could actually beat this guy up. The New York Jets head coach Robert Sala. Uh, you're definitely going to need to elaborate <laughs> on that. No, I'm totally kidding. That guy would break me in half. He yeah, would he, literally pull a bane, lift me ten feet up in the air, and just snap my back on his. He head. looks like he does like gladiator, like yeah. you know, like X game shit. That like, guy's a lunatic. Yeah, don't. So yeah, no, throw that one out there. Um, Mike McCarthy. Okay, yeah, I mean, I I think you can make a lot of similar BA arguments. I yeah, think, I think, geez, that's a good one. He's probably even worse off than than BA. Yeah. That guy's definitely. He has got that little spicy, crazy yeah, kind of exactly rabid dog like element. Mike know? McCarthy looks like a dog who took a nap. Yeah, <laughs> like he naps for eight hours on a Sunday. Hundred percent. Yeah, if yeah. he wasn't coaching NFL football. I mean, when you're in uh, when you're in Green Bay for how long was he there? I don't know, a long time. It's a lot of cheese to eat over the years. That is it's a lot of cheese. Slow you down, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, he's probably got arteries. Blocked up and everything. Sorry, this speaking of cheese, it reminded me of my last point about BA. Uh huh. Okay, like if he's allergic to dairy, yeah, I could I could pull like I could maneuver some oh. like Batman v Superman like kryptonite trap yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of things like uh-huh. just milk based. Mm-hmm. So like a bunch of milk traps in the fight. Okay, yeah. So that's like that's another point because I don't have that's any. True. I don't you have do. severe allergies. Yeah, like no, you so, do know his weakness now. So I have like a legitimate weakness over that. That one alone, could, you're like, just gonna have to make him take a. Sh- yeah, because I mean that's what lactose intolerant is. It's not like a death. He'll he'll have to go so bad he'll quit the fight. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, sorry, we're off BA. So that's one. That's one for me. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, I think Mike McCarthy. I mean that guy is just pudgy, slow. Like he's not in shape. Like Bruce Arians could be sneaky in shape. Mike McCarthy's not in shape. Yeah, no, I'll give you that one. I think yeah. I think you could take him. Yeah, and I got yeah. I, I mean my lungs are shot from numerous things uh but yeah no i feel like i could probably take mike mccarthy well you're you're too young to be truly shot yeah but yeah i think you got that one over him for sure okay who's your second coach uh my my second one is uh new eagles head coach nick sirianni uh so i got this guy I remember watching it. I was watching his press conference he was being introduced i'm like god he looks like a dweeb <laughs> i got a i got a picture of him right here i'm gonna show you uh, just tell me that, like, I mean, come on. Okay, yeah, no, absolutely. He looks kind of lanky, kind of dorky, yeah. like uncoordinated, uncoordinated. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and his, his press conference too. He had all sorts of like flubs and like nervous mannerisms, and like that screams no oh, confidence yeah. to me. Yeah, one hundred percent. So like, those are the traits of someone that I. Th- think i would have a chance to be he's probably in better shape than me like i'll definitely yeah. give him that but like he looks like somebody that would when he throws a punch he would fall over right <laughs> right <laughs> so those those are kind of my uh my points on him he i th- I, th- I think that would be a, a more of a toss-up than me and and ba or, or my yeah. last coach here yeah just because he he's probably a better physique than me even though he kind of you know dweebish looking. Yeah. but i think i think it i think i could do that one i think i could yeah. do it he might just be like really good at like not eating. Yeah, you know? you know what too? Like we don't even think about this stuff. Like these guys are like they got a lot going on, like like physically all the time. What if he's like a black belt or something? Like he's got like some oh, sort of like no hidden shot. skill or something like that that we don't know about. Like these coaches are smart. They got coaches are smart. Multifaceted. It takes I years to get a black 
like anything. So like no time for that. Yeah, there's like no time. And you have to be like training pretty consistently. What if like when he was like a kid, he like was hella into mm. like karate kung fu taekwondo yeah and he Um, took a bunch of class so he's like he's like a like a i don't know the ranks of the belts but he's like very possible like a green belt or something he just has like some experience in the back pocket like i don't got any of that no yeah Uh, yeah no if if he had that in his back pocket you're not winning that fight that makes this whole argument for any of these guys a lot easier just be like you know kung fu yeah take any of them Uh, yeah no right (laughs) Take, Uh, take two at a time but then it wouldn't be fun because, no. you know, <laughs> I feel like uh, if Mike McCarthy was in that situation, there's absolutely no shot that that guy can actually still do that stuff. No. Yeah. No. Who's your second one? Um, my second one is John Harbaugh. I don't think I could take his brother Jim, and I think if Jim was in his corner, I think I'd probably lose. Jim's got that that rabid dog, crazy, yeah. crazy eye kind of thing. John, Har- John does not seem that way. He seems like a pushover. Yeah, he's really fit though. He's is a, he really? He's pretty fit. I mm. mean, he's probably in better shape than I am. But he also is. I think, I think he's eking towards sixty. I don't yeah, know how old he's pretty he is, old. He's, he's definitely on the older side. He just seems like a massive pushover, in my opinion. Like uh, a couple years ago, when they like right after they drafted Lamar and they still had Joe Flacco, I remember they they stunk like the first half of the season, and they were like, "Hey, jo- uh, John, we're probably just going to go in a different direction at the end of it. And let you coach it out." And like he's like okay. <laughs> well, in his case, he would say okay because he probably would get a call from yeah, pretty much anywhere. Sixteen else. other teams yeah. in the league, and then uh, you know he uh, they, they ended up turning it around, and, and now he's still the coach there. But you know, he he just kind of like lies there and takes it. I yeah, I know. I I get like the I get the mentality of like he doesn't seem like he's got that like that, that passion fire. or that yeah. fire like to really take you down in a fight and just beat yeah. you. Yeah, I get that. It's like, dude, I guarantee you Jim bullied the hell out of him when they were growing He's up. older, right? Jim's older. No, I think John is. Okay. I so I, th- I think I could probably take John. I'd, uh, I similarly to me and Nick Sirianni, I would kind of, that'd be a toss up for me. Right. But I give you the advantage, I think. In that okay. One. Yeah. Good deal. My last one, um, kind of some similar points here to BA and, and McCarthy here. He's another older guy, but, uh, I got uh, old squirrely Pete Carroll, and um, <laughs> so he's the oldest coach in the NFL. Yeah, he, I mean, he's got to be close to seventy. I right? think he's like seventy or seventy-one. He's, yeah, he's over. That's ludicrous. Seventy. So, how old is Belichick? He's he's getting close to that too. But yeah, I wouldn't want to take Belichick. That no. probably that guy's probably got some darkness in him. He, yeah, but so Pete Carroll, like, he has a little bit of that crazy energy going on, and he's like, uh, he seems like he'd be like a really scrappy fighter yeah i mean he seems like he would you know and he's done this uh in other aspects of life he seems like he would be a dirty fighter oh yeah oh yeah he seems like he'd be giving you fish hooks kicking you in the balls all that he's the kind of guy that before we fought i could see him doing a couple like smelling salts and like just really getting into it and like like do you see how ferociously he chooses gum on the sideline yeah. every game? Yeah, yeah, he's like he's he's riled he, up. He's got he does not have a glass jaw. You're gonna have to hit him a couple times for him to <laughs> knock him out. So he's just pumping on pure adrenaline at age yeah. seventy. Uh, that is that is the main problem with him. Is, yeah, is that mentality and that adrenaline and possibly the smelling salts. Those are all three things that are going not in my favor. Yeah, but the main factor. The, the only big factor that gives me an edge here is that he is literally 70 years old. 
Yeah. And I could not just knock him over once. He could break his hip and it could be over. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's no, all it takes. 100%. You know what else works in your favor is that guy might have the most punchable face in the history of faces. Yeah. He's, uh, when he's smacking that gum on the sidelines. Oh my God. You just want to put your foot through the television. I wonder if Russ ever just wants to like get on the pop <laughs> just, after he's run the ball up the middle. For he's the got his helmet in time. his hand, and if Pete, you say one thing to me right now, I will crack this helmet over your head. <laughs> I, I would, I would, uh, I would give Pete Carroll the edge over like that. This would have been a good segment too, just pitting coaches up against each other. Oh, that, that, God. Would, that would have been good. But uh, that's a nice idea. But uh, yeah, putting. Uh, I think I give Carroll the edge over Bruce Arians. I would say. I would think right. just that manic, crazy energy that they both have. But I think Carroll's got it a little bit, a little bit higher than BA. BA is right. like more chill, kind of like down to earth a little bit more. He's like, you know, one of those like cuckoo clock toys. Like he's like <laughs> spazzing out. Okay, that's my last one. Uh, last one. My third one is Zach Taylor. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, man. I think I could probably take Zach. That guy seems he looks like, like a sixteen-year-old boy. Yeah. Outside, yeah. Just a massive nerd. I saw one picture of him on Wikipedia. I was like, I could probably take that guy. Yes, that is that yeah. is a great selection. He I, almost has like it was probably a bad angle, but it almost looks like he has like a, a little double chin too going. Yeah, it looks like he's a probably a bit on it. He probably looks like he's you know he's going in that Mike McCarthy direction when it comes to NFL coaches. Well, he's just like from everything we've seen of him as a coach, he screams the like. I'm in over my head, like, <laughs> like head coach. So, like, that's the perfect person for you to be like, oh, yeah, I could take yeah. him. Yeah. And you know what, man? At this point, he's probably, like, half Skyline Chili. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like, you know, I could probably take him. That's a great one. I 100% yeah. agree. He could totally kick his ass, 100%. Uh, but before we close this out, I uh, feel like we should mention, obviously, we don't have any violent tendencies towards any of these men. Oh, no. We'll watch all six of them show up at the door next week when we're recording. <laughs> See, that's how the pod will explode. Yeah, we'll get that on video, and it'll be great. Oh, that would be one hundred percent. Also, uh, honorable mention: he's no longer an active head coach, uh, but out of out of pure rage, we could probably take Matt Patricia. We both uh, had him on our list, but we're like, we're not doing, we're not doing <laughs> active head coach. Right, only active head coaches. So. We've torn to that man enough on this show. I, yeah. I, I just, yeah. A great segment into Lions news. Let's hit it. Let's go Lions! All right, now talking Detroit Lions news. Uh, there has not been a lot over the past week, um, but one major thing obviously happening in the NFL right now are OTAs, um, which I, I still don't exactly know if it – if, if uh, the teams in the NFL came out and said this or if the players in the NFL came out and said this, but they were like, this is super voluntary. We don't need everybody to show up, which is kind of why like the whole Aaron Rodgers thing is still up in the air. But um, the Lions, I think the first thing that we get to notice and something that I'm super excited about is five players that showed up and came ready to work. Taylor Decker. Frank Ragnow, DeAndre Swift, Romeo Cora, Trey Flowers. When I hear that list of names, to me, that those guys stand out as like the leaders of this team now. That's exactly what they say in the uh, Free Press article. Those those seem like the five uh, like captains, five like 
leadership council for this team moving forward, which when you think about it, that's a solid group of guys. Man, I, I really don't want to like the, the hate Trey Flowers. I really don't. I I, I honestly, yeah. since, since this whole new staff has been here, I kind of just forget about them a lot of the time, especially with our, our draft being so heavy in the trenches and also bringing yeah. in Brockers and like, Bring it back, Okora. Like, I almost he's almost an afterthought a lot of time for me. Yeah, now. But 100%. Like, you know, uh, every interview I've ever seen with the guy, he seems like a nice guy. He seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders and like, like likes that leadership role. And then mm-hmm. I know we just had an unbelievable amount of the Patriot way over the last couple of years, but like, he probably does embody that actual mentality pretty well, which is why he got an enormous contract from Pop Quinn. Yeah, when he probably. got here. So he probably is a great character guy. I wouldn't put that past him. Yeah, and um, you know, like one name that I I would love to see on that list and probably replace Trey Flowers in a couple of years, Jeff Okuda. I think uh, that yeah. guy needs to be the leader of our secondary. I think he's going to have a a rebound year, hopefully, because I mean, oh, he needs to be. Well, he needs to have one. He had a pretty on and off year last year. We'll say nicely. Uh, yeah. So he oh, that he, is so super nice. He's got a lot of room to go upward. And yeah. we've, we've touched on it before on the show, but corner is a hard position to adapt from, from college to the NFL level. A lot of guys do take a bit more time with that spot. Mm-hmm. So I'm optimistic that him coming out of the draft last year, like definitive number one corner, like hopefully he'll take steps here in year two and like really start to show why he's special. Yeah. And he, I mean, taking a three, he has to be special. Yeah. And you think back to his start, to the season last year, I mean, his assignments were no joke. He had Allen Robinson in week one. I think DeAndre Hopkins in week two, right? That was our second game against It was a little bit later. Was it? Um, You know, yeah, I'm sorry. Devontae Adams in week two. (laughs) And then I think it was DeAndre Hopkins in week three. He also had to deal with Julio. Yeah, Julio, you know, like. that. Our cornerback, like, group last season was, like, Pretty depleted, pretty early. Besides yeah, true fond to that role. contract, yeah, and he, he was banged up the what, whole he played year. Two games. Yeah, Coleman went two. down week one. Yeah, we saw a lot of uh, Ormier uh, who stepped up and uh, Mike uh, Ford. What's his name? Roberts. Oh, Daryl Roberts. Daryl Roberts. Saw a lot of him. Yeah, playing. And saw him, a lot of him. Yeah. Like, so we said this before. We've touched on it before. This cornerback group was the lowest rated in the NFL last year by a mile. Yeah, statistically by P. Yeah, PFF, like they were abysmal rankings. Yeah. Um, so they're expected to have a, a, a lot of players uh, from the 90 man roster, which, wow, they're going to have to, I think, what is that, 15 cuts? Yeah. Before preseason. Or no, I don't know if they had to have 75 before preseason, but are they down to like 53? It's the final 53 man roster. Yeah. Is, is the oh, geez, they're going to have to make a lot of cuts. Well, this is this is good though. I mean, you you want to with a team that's basically rebuilding on every level of the yeah. ball, you want to have a wide net of people in the building to like pick and choose. Like we, we got to field the team. Yeah, no, you that's know, so we, true. We need a lot of help. But yeah, no, I I like the fact that you know. This uh, this whole and maybe we're reading too much into it, but this whole you know idea that they're getting participation, the main guys are showing up. It it's it's nice to really see like a team that seems like they're all on the same page, and they all want to be there, and they all want to play for that team, and they all want to play for that coach. 
they're not uh, being forced to take laps like Patricia was having them do. They're not getting berated in the film room <laughs> by this overweight fathead. Yeah, man, I it's hard to even think back to that. Like a couple of years ago, he was literally like in, like talking shit about players in front of them yeah, watching film. Like, what a so far. I mean, we don't obviously don't know what happens behind closed doors in Allen Park, but like on you know, first appearances, it kind of seems like it's like a. Yeah, everyone's sitting around the campfire and like yeah. having a good time and kumbaya, and it, it really does. So the vibe is very is very different. Um, I'm I'm super excited just to see honestly what what Dan Campbell has in store. Um, he's of all these lines moves this offseason, he's still probably my biggest question mark. I really don't know much about him. I I know that he like he's got some experience with the Dolphins as their interim head coach. I know he was on the Saints with Sean Payton and stuff, but like I'm very curious to see what kind of like actual like head coach he's going to be. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, his opening press conference was literally nothing but coach speak. Yeah. It was 20 minutes of him saying, we're going to get down in the trenches. We're going to bite their kneecaps off. You know, like we're going to get hit, but we're going to come back hit harder. It's all coach speak. He's not laying out any plans, but I mean, I don't think coaches really do that. Well, that's, but that's why I'm interested though, is because we don't, we really don't know what his, his philosophies on, Offense are going to be like yeah. defense. No idea. Like it's it's going to be weird. It's you know, be based weird on to see another like take on this team. Yeah, based off the the coach speak, it really does seem like we're going to pound the rock this year. Well, we should. We I mean, should. we have DeAndre Swift in his like best years, yeah. and he's he's inexpensive right now, and we have a Solid beefy line. offensive line that's arguably the best in the NFL. I'm going to keep saying it. Mm-hmm this is the time to run the rock. And we've talked about before, Jared Goff needs that to succeed in the play action and yeah. play well. Uh, so speaking of our beefy offensive line, uh, Penny Sewell signs his rookie contract. Uh, huge. Uh, I believe it was four years uh, with 24 mil guaranteed. No fifth year option though. Oh, really? Which is um, kind of interesting. It is interesting, but I mean like, he probably is like, I don't want a fifth-year option. And they're like, all right, cool. Well, it, but from a front office perspective, I mean, it's... You probably it, wanted one on you there. You want one because it's it's going to guarantee... Like, let's say that he is an unbelievable player. And yeah. he, like, is one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL. Which, honestly, is a possibility. Yeah. Okay? Like, he's generational talent, in air quotes, coming out of the draft. So, there's a possibility that he lights it up. Four years goes by, you're going to want him on that fifth-year deal where you got him for a more cheap year while you work out a deal. I know a lot of teams now, if they fall in love with the guy, they'll just like oh, they'll work some out right fast. There, yeah. And I I hope that that's the reason they're doing this, is that they say, oh, we you know we already love him. We already yeah. know he's going to be good. You know, we're, gonna, we're just going to resign him when he gets there. You know, when, he's, when he's the best tackle in NFL history. And at that point, you're going to get him cheaper than you would in year five or yeah, six yeah. or whatever, like the tag would expire. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, it's interesting, but I right now on both sides of that relationship, they both seem like pretty like pretty happy with each other. The Lions seem like they love him. He seems like he's very happy to be a Lion. Yeah. So maybe maybe it's a again another kumbaya moment where they're saying we don't need a fifth year, we'll get it done. Yeah, no, I, I, that, that's a great point. Uh, so like switching over and, and continually uh, continuing the talk about the offensive line. It's also important to know that Tyrell Crosby, who uh, I think started about 10 games for us last year, uh, it's rumored that he's on the trading block for the right price. Um, so the way that the offensive line is currently set up, we have uh, at left tackle, Decker, right? Yeah. 
and then Vitae or um, no, it's Jonah Jackson. Jonah Jackson, Ragnow, Vitae, Penne, um, with Crosby being a, a good, solid backup, right tackle, left tackle. Man, I uh, I almost would have liked to see if we could move uh, Vitae, move Vitae instead, and then just put Crosby in at guard and see how it how it goes. But the thing about Vitae that I think is is problematic is that he his contract is is worse, like notably right. worse than Crosby's. You're probably not getting much compared to what you'd get for Crosby. Uh, Crosby's an as good, if not better, player. In yeah. my opinion, than Vitae, and Vitae's more expensive, and he's got more years on his deal. So, I, I, I mean, we have we got we have offensive lineman depth. It, w- it would seem we also drafted another guy in last year's draft, uh, not Jonah Jackson, but we had another guy in the later rounds who I, I think we did. We had a guy from Kentucky, but I have no clue if that guy's still on the team or not. I, um, I, I like it if we can uh, if we can really. I mean, what what do you think they're gonna they could potentially? What's the right price for them for him? Like, I don't know. I feel like if it's not a mid to early first. Whoa. Uh, no. Like, what's the point? I'd rather hold on to him. You're joking me. A I guess like, okay, pick? okay, I'm sorry. All right, early to mid second. Like, yeah. that is reasonable for a, a second solid or right tackle. Well, look at a team like the Bengals or something. Like, they need yeah, Seattle. They need help on the O-line. And, I mean – a couple years ago, Seattle didn't they trade for Russell Okun from, uh, or no, they traded for some some lineup from the Texans. I could not tell you. Well, they I think it was Russell Okun. They they traded for him. Are you not thinking of uh, Damian Clowney? They did that too, yeah. but no, they that that was like the linchpin. Whatever lineman they moved, that was like the linchpin of the Texans like house of cards all starting <laughs> to fall. And I'm not even joking that yeah. that draft because then they had to trade for Tunsil. Yeah, and then you know they gave away a bunch of assets for him and kind of got like screwed and everything literally fell apart from there. Right, right. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So Seattle is someone who could use his services. I, I think I'm kind of in the same camp as you. Like, unless it's like a really good offer, I just would sit on it and hold on to him while you got him because you never know who could go down. Like he's a dependable backup. Like, but if it's but if it's like a second round pick, I mean. I guess that, I would say pick. no. Yeah, that's a high pick on a team. It's got to be from talent. a crappy team, though. If we're getting the second round pick from the LA Rams, it's like, what's the point? I'm picking fifty seventh overall, which I guess is like not the worst, but I think the upside of someone at that spot in next year's draft, though, is more potentially than Crosby, who's a, a, a limited backup on this team right now. Yeah, that's true. But also at the same time, like I, I would just. I just feel like somebody's going to go down. It's like, it's inevitable, right? Well, okay. But here's the thing about right now with the Lions. Uh, who cares? Like, who, yeah, who gives a shit? We just need draft picks. We need assets to build for next couple of years here. Yeah. We're no, going to so be true. bad this year. We're not going to be competitive. Well, you, you know, playoff competitive, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you can get a nice chunk of change for him, I'm cool with it. He's not part of our core group of the future. Mm-hmm. No, that's so true. Baitai also uh, doesn't have any guaranteed money over the next three years of his contract. So, so they could just cut him and be done? Probably, yeah. Well, we'll see how he does this year. I mean, if it's anything like last year, uh, yeah. I would be, I'd be pretty quick to yeah, do that. They're saying that this is probably going to be a, a make or break year for him. So has to be. Yeah. So that's good. Um, 
But yeah, you just want to go into the outro? Okay, let's do it. Okay, thank you guys uh, once again for listening in on this week's Gridiron Zeros podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, uh, wherever you're listening, uh, be sure to you know give us a rating, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Um, feel free to follow us on Twitter at Gridiron Zeros Pod, or no, it's just at Gridiron Zeros. Sorry. I think pretty soon here we're gonna attempt to get a TikTok going too. TikTok, Instagram, it's all gonna be the same username. Fingers crossed. We uh, we gotta yeah we gotta start putting a couple clips out there for TikTok, but that's on the yeah. to do list. So. Uh, and then also be sure to check out the YouTube channel. Uh, we're posting clips on there uh, on a weekly basis. Uh, fun animation. Absolutely love that stuff. Um, anything else? No, nah, man. We're uh, we're getting into the point of the offseason here where it's uh, it's going to be a little dry for a couple weeks. But, uh, you know, we'll still come up with plenty of fun stuff to talk about. Maybe some more uh, coach fights or something to that degree. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if... Um, if you have suggestions, feel free to reach out on yeah, Twitter absolutely. or, uh, you know, however you want to reach out um, and and give us some suggestions for hypothetical top tens or hypothetical top fives, whatever you want. Maybe we'll uh, talk about. maybe we'll do a poll or two and see. We'll throw some topic ideas out there and yeah. you guys can go ahead and cast your vote, see what you think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. So, yeah, in, enjoy the rest of your week uh, wherever you are, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. See you later.